because I haven't seen a woman in literally a year and a half at sea. So, bestiality? Ew. Anyways. Dear Harvard, we're all coming from different places and we all need to be open to realizing that not everyone's experience is like our own. Dear Harvard, you never know, you can totally make someone else's day and help someone else relieve that sadness too. Dear Harvard, it's not just you. The rest of us out here are struggling just like you. You've got mail. Hi there. Welcome to the second episode of the Dear Harvard podcast. I'm Brandon from Indiana. I'm Elizabeth from Houston, Texas. Good morning. It's Muriel from Waltham, Massachusetts. And we are ready to read your deepest, darkest secrets. Everything you need help on, everything you need advice on, all of the pre-election or post-Halloween stress, uh, we're going to unveil that. And by the way, it is election day. We're recording and it's election day. Do you all have any thoughts on that? Uh, any at all, really? Well, how much can we say? Um, Me, I'm terrified, but... I have no, like, I have no words to describe how worried I am. Um, I know my family, personally, has really not had the best past four years um, with our current president um, because of many different policies that he's implemented. They've affected my family. Um, so I'm really hopeful that um, tonight's election will not allow somebody to get reelected. I just really don't want Trump to win. I don't. These past four years have been hard. I don't need another four years of um, stress and having to watch my back and having to look out for my family and watch their backs. It's not a um, good place to be in. So I'm really hoping that Biden wins. But whatever happens tonight, I really encourage you guys to take care of yourselves. It might be a really hard night. A lot of things... Um, that are not safe might take place in your cities. Um, so please stay indoors if you can. Um, if you find yourself in the midst of violence or riots or protesting, um, be aware of your surroundings, stay safe. I would really like to make sure that all of our friends and family are safe. I think I'm just gonna leave it there. I am pretty much in the same boat. Uh, Definitely worried about what's going to happen because I think we've come to a nationwide consensus that either way, it's basically in flames. So I don't know. I think we're definitely living through a scary time that's going to make history books. And I guess just brace ourselves mentally. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I like to be able to say, like, oh, no matter what happens, you know, our country is going to come together and it's going to be beautiful. No, uh, if Trump wins, it's going to be hell <laughs> we're it's gonna be there's no saving us i'm gonna pack a bag for canada myself uh <laughs> uh hopefully i guess the people who are listening was probably gonna come out wednesday maybe thursday hopefully not thursday uh so you'll probably have a much better idea than we do hopefully uh you're less stressed than we are i'm terrified i'm gonna be watching the coverage wall to wall instead of doing my homework you know but my professors are understanding uh so i guess that's our confessions so let's uh 
crack into the first one, I guess. Oh, and real fast, if you want to send in your own confessions so that we can uh, talk about them and discuss them like these next ones, you can send them in at tinyurl.com slash dearharvard. Totally anonymous. And if you choose, you could send in like an audio or video recording or just like text. All right, let's let's kick it. All right, so um, our first message is anonymous. It says, what are y'all's thoughts on Corona Bay's? Hmm. Well, it definitely goes against the um, health codes uh, <laughs> that are being thrust upon us. So, but I, I gather you wanted more of an in-depth answer than that. <laughs> yes, I mean, any sort of physical contact technically is against our health codes. But well, let's get into this. What exactly is a Corona Bay? First That's of what all. I'm saying because I don't want to speak on this because I might just be a hypocrite. <laughs> See, I'm pretty sure I know what a, I, I have a pretty good idea of what they mean by Corona Bay, I think. I think. Uh, and for the record, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, I don't know if any of you have seen this, but he, he put out a very big uh, press release, you know, that uh, Bay relations, you know, can go on so long as you're both wearing masks. So, you know. Okay, okay guys, wear your masks. Or you're not face to face. I won't go any further than that. <laughs> The urban dictionary definition of a Corona Bay is someone you only find attractive because you've been quarantined for so long. Ooh. Oof. Ooh, someone that you only find attractive. That's so mean. <laughs> I don't think that's what they mean by Corona Bay. I think it's just like Corona hookups, you know, like. like that's what I was thinking. I was thinking like Corona yeah. Bay, like somebody that you got with during this, you know. Like, I don't judge. I think uh, anything to get you through it, you know. Uh, Harvard Health Code, President Bacow, he's going to be like, no. Don't you be hooking up, not on my campus, not with my Corona, but uh, like, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to judge too harshly. And, you know, if I were in your shoes, uh, I might be violating some health codes myself, but I'm not incriminating myself. I have not thus far violated any COVID regulations. I'm not going to say I violated any regulations because, you know, you don't necessarily have to do that, but I definitely have a corona wait, 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 wait. I, now i want to hear how, how can you do it without reviolating wait, regulations? Wait, corona bay as in you only got with him because you know you're lonely no, no, or no, corona no. bay as in like y'all are like for real for real this is a real thing oh romance is in the it's not even valentine's day i don't want to talk about it <laughs> i just feel attacked <laughs> <laughs> there are ways to make it work i mean technically the regulations are for on campus and we are in Harvard Square. There are plenty of places to go off campus. Motels. Oh, no, I meant like dates. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, my goodness. I heard some rumors. Okay, I heard some rumors, undocumented rumors, but rumors nonetheless of uh, stuff going on by the Riverside um, in that respect. Oh. I don't know if it's true. I mean, the river? There was that. It's outdoors, so you know that it will it'll spread. There less. was an article about that couple rolling around. Um, I don't know if you guys read that article that came out. Oh no, I haven't. What are these euphemisms? Yeah, they they were rolling. No, like they were they were rolling around. They were literally rolling around. Yes. Oh. Um, it was like when we first got on campus, some Boston Boston Insider or some newspaper put out the story about like, oh, like we saw this party by the river. <laughs> And it totally went on, like, it backfired for Harvard students, for sure. Because that was when we got that email about, like, oh, the river and the mather and whatnot. Okay. 
I will put my social responsibility shoes on for a moment and say we are not condoning or encouraging any uh, violations of COVID regulations and you should not be engaging in any of these uh, Corona Bay activities. Wink. 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 Horribleness. (laughs) Dear Harvard. So I heard we don't have a spring break this year, but I still really want to get my Miami turnip on. What should I do, guys? Please be responsible. Um, Y'all need to be responsible. (laughs) I'm so disappointed. (laughs) I feel like we've come so far. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we only had nine cases on campus, and this is what's going through your all heads. Jeez. I mean, people are tired of being cooped up. I honestly, I understand the sentiment, but... You're not going to be the only one trying to go to Miami for spring break. Yeah. Um, and that's exactly what happened before. Miami was a hot spot for cases um, because people were, you know, not taking it seriously enough. If you do want to go to Miami, I mean, unless you don't have, you know, loved ones, it doesn't even matter if you've got loved ones. You could spread it, you know, if you get if you contact COVID in Miami, you could spread it to anyone, um, whether you know them or not. Um so unless you're going to go to Miami and have your mask on and be social distancing at the beach, I honestly wouldn't recommend it. It's, it's probably still going to be another hotspot in spring break. Um, and COVID is not fun. It is not cute. You will enjoy your five seconds under the sun and then spend five days in your bed. Miserable. Five so, months in your bed. Five months sometimes. Like, take it, take COVID seriously. Um, it's not a fun experience. I can tell you it's not a fun experience. I personally wouldn't just because I don't think it's worth it. I mean, I can't really tell you what to do. Just gotta just gotta think about it. Yeah, barring a vaccine, I think going to Florida under these conditions is a terrible, terrible idea. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to shame you because I, I haven't I've had, you know, urges like oh, I just want to go have fun and do, you know, pre-COVID stuff. But, like, specifically about Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis is not your pal in COVID times, okay? He's turning the state from Flor- from the nation's retirement home into the nation's graveyard. I mean, have you seen some of these statistics coming out of Florida? So many people are dying down there. I First, if I was going to go have a fun time at a beach, that's the last state I would do it in right now. Um, just because of how horrible and uh, just just negligent their COVID regulations are right now. I would stick to the private beaches, the very, very private beaches where you're the only one there. Maybe just cover yourself in like Axe body spray so you scare everyone else away. <laughs> Play some really obnoxious music. Just just clear the beach out, stick it to yourself, and, you know, have your own fun times. Yeah, I definitely agree with both of you guys. I feel like it's just not worth it because you're putting yourself at risk and others at risk. And definitely, like, if you think that you can follow the guidelines and, you know, wear your mask the whole time and be socially distanced, like, even that is still a risk. But if you're willing to take that risk, just don't come on campus, which that'd be my advice. Because I have to admit that, like, Harvard, as much as we, like, dislike some of these regulations, it feels so safe. Like, I know that everybody's getting tested three times a week. And we're not being totally irresponsible. But when people go off campus is when I get scared because you're getting in contact with people who aren't getting tested three times a week. And it's not fair for you to do that and then bring it back to us who 
you know, like we came on campus thinking that it was going to be horrible. Like we're going to be locked up in like a prison. And it's been a pretty good experience so far. And it's because we've been doing a good job. So don't be that person who like takes that away. Do you know what with so much it up in the air, depending on what grade you're in or what cohort you are, grade, what is this, high school? You might not even be back on campus. <laughs> so um, while you're- You might not even be back on campus. <laughs> we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about that. Okay. But wear your mask, social distance. If not, stay your booty back in, like, stay, stay in Miami. Don't come back here. We don't want you. Yeah. Oh, and if you, but if you do get a vaccine, you know, go, you can go party hard. I mean, you know, I, I think if that's the circumstance by spring break, that'd be nice. Uh, and it's better to do it outside than inside, that's for sure. Here, Harvard. I'm so frustrated with the comping process at Harvard. I'm seeing my friends do a lot of awesome clubs that I'd love to try out, but since I missed a two-week, 100-page long comp at the beginning of the semester, I'm barred from joining until next semester. Especially with such a rushed club fair who decided two hours was a good amount of time, question mark, question mark, it's been so hard to get involved in campus organizations. From angst with a very angry emoticon. Oh, it's actually... She's just from, saying uh, angst, like angst, oh, but it's oh, from from Shreya. <laughs> <laughs> Shreya, aka angst. That is now your alter ego. You cannot change it. My brain is scrambled. I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, on the subject of the confession, I totally agree with you. I think comping is kind of not the not the move. I mean, I I'm comping for Werb and I'm comping for the Crimson. Those have been both been incredible experiences. But I don't think it's necessarily fair to like say, oh, you didn't you didn't get on it right at the beginning of the semester. Guess you can't join our club then. I understand why they want to do it. They want everyone to like be super well versed. I mean, it's Harvard. Everyone has to be very, very competent in the stuff. But I think there should be ways to get involved beyond just the comping process. And there's it's so hard to like be in a bunch of different clubs. Like, I mean, I'm comping two right now and it's taking all I've got. So I don't know. Um I feel like there should be ways to get involved mid semester or even like just learn about the club experience. Who knows? Shreya brings up a really good point about how difficult it can be to join organizations and clubs. And especially as first years, um, like first semesters, us just trying to get acquainted with Harvard in general. And I definitely wish there were more support systems in place or some sort of like workshop that could alleviate that stress of like, not knowing what you want to comp or how to do these comping duties that you're assigned on top of all of your workload for school. Um, I definitely agree with the both of you guys. Comping is insane. Um, I'm so sorry that let me not insult the orgs, but I'm really sorry that, you know, that happened to you. Um, dare I say it, screw them. But if it's something that you're really passionate about, honestly, like just give your all to, Give your all for it um, when you can comp for it again. Yeah, comping is crazy. That's why I didn't personally comp for anything. Um, I know that that's not like something that everybody decides to do. Yeah, Shreya, you mentioned, by the way, that your uh, friends are involved in some some awesome clubs. I would probably see, like ask, hey, could we maybe meet up at Widener or something so I can sit in on one of your Zooms? Because uh, I'd really love to check that out and experience that. And, um, and yeah, I think that's a really good way to explore some of these clubs where you might not be able to, or just find other people who are involved and talk to them. It's not the same as being in it. And it's, you know, it's, it's kind of a bummer in COVID times, but I think it's a way to learn more at least. 
Yeah, it's definitely been, um, this has been a really different school year, to say the least. So um, the club fair was really rushed. I didn't get a chance to like see all the clubs that I want to see either. Um, so just keep that in mind. Like everybody seems like, you know, they're having the best time in their clubs. And I'm sure that, that can be really hard, but cut yourself a little bit of slack. We are going through a pandemic. Different things are different. They're not how they usually would be otherwise. So um, that was a really good suggestion, Brandon, to kind of like sit in on another Zoom. I would definitely suggest doing that, you know, so you could get it, get your feet wet in different like orgs and, you know, in ones that you are super duper interested in so they can see your face and, you know, that like when you want to comp again, um, it's a little bit easier, you're a little bit more familiar with what's going on. Sneak in on spy on them. Just Honestly, I get so many emails from things that I like said I was interested in that that think, I guess, that I'm still part of their comp process. You could probably just just pop in any of these means like, hey, I haven't seen you before. No, no, I've been doing it the whole time. Dear Harvard, had a discussion with a few other students about my conscious choice to vote for Trump this election. What's really concerning to me is how unwilling my liberal friends and classmates are willing to hear any of my reasons, preferring to label me as a Trump supporter in the various colorful terms, sexist, misogynist, racist, against science, against climate change, immediately from the get-go. But that's simply not the case. I'm sure many of my friends who don't know that I'm a Republican would label me as one of the most caring, supportive, loyal, and advocated friends they know. One such example of this would be my friend on the Harvard Live Discord server, most of whom are very liberal, but are incredibly close with me. Our values align, but our party affiliations don't. I vote Republican not because my family or me benefit under Trump, but because we lose less than if we were under Biden and the Democratic Party. Is it wrong to prioritize the well-being of myself and my family before others? Why? Should I always be expected to share my earnings, job opportunities, taxes with other people? Where do I draw the line? Where should I draw the line? Perhaps I might be misguided, or I may not be seeing the real truth about different partisan, partisan politics, even though I strive to do my own research about everything. The thing is, none of my liberal classmates who I revealed I was Republican to was willing to correct my views where they were wrong. I was simply canceled cast out without any rational discussion or thought. I hate hyperpartisanship. It divides the country more than any policy Trump or Biden could put out. People on both sides lash out at the other side, labeling each other as horrible, horrible things. I always think about it this way. If I can't talk about my support for one party without getting violently accosted by members of the other party, then what's the point of even speaking? Why should I bother to change? We're two sides of the same coin, Democratic and Republican, conservative and liberal, both too eager to strike at the other side, wanting nothing more than to conquer in the name of doing the right thing. Wow, that was extraordinarily long. I definitely have thoughts on this. Ah, there's so many thoughts on this. Uh, I guess I could start. I really feel like it is probably wrong for you to basically be supporting the Republican Party because your family is going to make more money under Trump. I mean, the reason people are calling you sexist, misogynist, racist, against science, against climate change, etc., is you might not be. I don't know. 
but Trump definitely is all of those things. I mean, I don't really have to produce a lawn. I don't, I don't, I could play the access Hollywood tape right now, but I don't want that associated with this podcast. I could do a lot of things. Uh, he refers to some people as look at my African American over there. That's a pretty racist thing to say. He says a lot of really horrible things. And I don't know how you can support the Republican party because the Republican party right now is basically just Donald Trump and the Donald Trump followers. So like if you're supporting the Republican party right now, you're implicitly endorsing the horrible ideologies that Trump represents. He refuses to denounce the proud boys. For instance, he refuses to denounce any violence from these, these radical right wing domestic terrorists. And I think you really should look inside yourself and ask yourself, am I okay with with people, someone who will advocate hate against my fellow Americans? If it was my fan, if, if you think about your own family, if, if there was a politician who was endorsing violence and hate against your family and the people like your family, would you support that politician? Would you think that other people should support that politician? Or would you be as up in arms as we are right now about Trump and his followers? I think if you are willing to completely ignore the things that Trump um, stands for and the things that he represents um, out of the best interest of your family, that is extremely selfish. I don't think that it's a good enough reason to endorse a person that could be so hateful and xenophobic and racist and sexist and misogynist and all of those bad things that you, I guess, have been called and all of those bad things that people continue to associate Trump with. They're valid things and they're for a reason. So if business and money is the reason why you can't empathize with other people and see why Trump is just not a good person to want to support um, then maybe that's a different issue on its own. You may be loving and affectionate and, you know, caring and supporting and loyal, like you say, but you can't be all of those things and then support hatred and malice and disrespect and racism and misogyny. I don't think those things coincide. I don't think it's possible to really have well, you can. Those two things can definitely be in one person. I just think it's in extremely complicated. And so when people are, I guess, coming at you and automatically labeling you as these things, uh, they're doing so because it's hard to dissociate right from wrong. It's hard to dissociate being a supportive person or being a caring person and then also supporting somebody that's not loving, that's not caring, um, that's not supportive. I just... I'm at a loss of words, honestly. <laughs> I am. Yeah, I might I might accept this rationale that my family would benefit more if it was like George Bush or something where he's not advocating directly to lock people up in cages and inciting violence against the American people. But Trump is a different animal entirely. Yeah. Um, I definitely agree with what has already been said. I, this This confession was a lot. And I'm going to say this, you anonymous are definitely a competent person. And, you know, like you acknowledge the division that this country has. And I definitely agree that like hyper partisanship is an issue that we face. But I think that if you can acknowledge that, you can also acknowledge how divisive Trump has made 
the country throughout his presidency and the hate that he spews himself. I am against people being canceled and cancel culture, but you are asking for sympathy while admitting that you don't care about other people and that you're willing to put you and you know your family, which is important, above like a lot of other people. And where should you draw the line? I I feel like it's when I don't know, like you and three other people for some reason like matter more than the rest of the world. And you know, like as people like Brandon and Elizabeth have already said, like under Trump's administration, a lot of people get hurt, and that's a pretty big line drawn for me. So I understand that you are supporting Trump in the best interest of your family. Um, so I'm going to tell you about my family. Um, I come from an immigrant mother. She is from Nigeria in a continent that Trump said has whole countries because of the policies that Trump implemented during his presidency. Her process of citizenship has been tremendously delayed. It has affected almost every single aspect of my life. I know my story is not the only one. I know my story might even be better than a lot of other people's stories. A lot of other people's families are going through the same or even worse things than my family has been through um, because of Trump. And the families that might have benefited from Trump for whatever reason, you know, if they heard some of the stories of, you know, the other families, the other side, the other side of that coin you're talking about, and continue to support Trump, then I, I just couldn't understand it. When you look at the people whose mothers and fathers are in cages right now, on the, I'm from Texas, so this also hits close to home, um, who are at the border right now trying to get a better life. Um, and you look at them in cages and you see how they're being treated by ICE and you hear families of children being ripped apart from their mothers and fathers um, who have been deported to countries that they may have never grown up in um, simply because they're not legal. Um, and you think of the inhumane conditions and the inhumane things that Trump has endorsed. Um, I don't understand how those things can be ignored simply because he might give good tax breaks or he might, you know, promote your family's business or whatever the case may be. I think we have to get out of a place of holding money over people's lives, of prioritizing business over the people that are pushing that business, like that are pushing business forward. I think we have to stop um, and really reevaluate why our economy is so much more important than the people that make the economy, whether they are legal or not, whether they are male or not, whether they are white or not, whether they are, you know, gay, straight, lesbian, LGBT, whether they are LGBTQ, IA plus or not. I think we need to figure out a way to put people first. And if you can't put other people, including your family, over money and the monetary value that Trump's policies might bring temporarily because the economy goes up and down um, and there's nothing that Trump is really doing that is drastically affecting our economy. Um, so I think a line needs to be drawn. Um, and I think that's where it needs to be drawn. 
If I had anything else to say, it's just that I know a lot of people like you, Anonymous. Uh, they're probably listening to this podcast right now, some of them. Some of my best friends, some of my closest family members are just like you describe yourself. They're caring and they're supportive and they're some of my best advocates, but they still support Donald Trump. And I, you know, I've talked to them and I've tried to make change their minds on that. And I know I won't. I still care about them. I still love them. But I guess I'd ask yourself, do you see any of those qualities in Donald Trump? Do you see him as a caring man? Do you see him as as someone who who has empathy for other people? Do you see him as someone who is loyal or supportive of anyone besides the people who suck up to him, like dictators in foreign countries such as North Korea? If you don't see him as a, a caring or supportive or a loyal or even a trustworthy person, then why would you support him? Why would you support someone who directly defies the values that you hold dear? Why would you support someone who you wouldn't even want to be friends with, who you wouldn't even want to have in your life? That's my question, because he's a terrible, terrible man. Okay, <laughs> that was really depressing. And hopefully tomorrow's, hopefully the election results are not quite as depressing. Um, I want to move on. I think we should probably close it out here. I did want to bring up the results of the poll last week, though, on whether wearing Harvard merch is cringe. Turns out we got a unanimous not cringe. Not cringe at all. Go ahead and flex. As a result, I've actually worn my uh, Harvard gear today. I'm representing. If you're watching the video on YouTube, if we made one, you can see it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, thoughts on that at all? Yeah. <laughs> I definitely agree. If you want to flex, wear what you want. Be comfortable. Proceed. And then we're going to put next poll. Uh, if you want to, so if you send in your, your uh, confession or anything at tinyurl.com slash dear Harvard, you're going to see a new poll. Is it all right to have a Corona Bay? <laughs> I guess we'll find out the answer to that one next week. Can we know um, what is a Corona Bay? Yeah, yeah. We might want to, I'm going to add in both of those. Okay. <laughs> is it all right to have a Corona Bay? And what is a Corona Bay? <laughs> Because we're not totally sure. We have some best guesses, but we're not totally sure. Hopefully the country's still in peace next time we record this podcast. Should be next week. Come out maybe on next Wednesday. I don't know. We're we're not great. We're, we're operating on Harvard time here, folks. But uh, we love listening to all your confessions. We didn't get to them all this week. But I promise you we're going to try to address every single one next episode. So see you then. Brandon. Elizabeth. Muriel. Talk to you soon.